Hi, my name is Jonette Gay, and I'm the pastor of Audubon United Methodist Church, and we are starting a new podcast. I have with me today our media specialist. Hi, Jason Burgess. And we want to talk and we want to listen. Our faith is seen and understood in many topics. We're glad you've tuned in today to Hey Hey, Anybody Listening? Hello, I'm Jonette Gay from Otterbein United Methodist, and I have with me today... I'm Sarah Mitchell. And what is your job? I am a horticulturist. I grow plants. I uh, promote plants. I love plants, and I love people, and I love the interaction that people have with plants. Well... Obviously, when Jesus walked the earth, it was an agrarian society, and it seemed to be that he would notice plants and gardening and farming and used it as metaphors. So I was wondering if you ever make a connection between your faith and the way plants grow. Well, that passage about the mustard seed? Yes. That one? Well, he talks about faith the size of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is pretty small. Uh, a begonia seed is really, really, really small. And the thing about a begonia seed that you can hardly see is that it still grows. And I've I've always said that there is so much promise in a seed because of what's inside of it. And I know scientists understand what's going on implicitly within a seed, but it's still miraculous to me that we can put water on a seed and it'll grow or we can put down too much water and it will die or it can start to grow and then fizzle out and it's it there's something beyond our control which equates to equates to miracles and it equates to a much higher power and I think that's what Jesus was talking about, was that you have to have faith that things will grow and develop. I like that. And when he compares the word to a seed and that some fall on rocky soil, some fall on thorny soil. And does that resonate with you? You understand that? Yes. The explanation of that. Yes, sure. In fact, when I'm when I'm talking with people about how to grow seed properly or grow plants properly, it really starts with what kind of soil that you have. A soil has to either be healthy naturally, like regular garden soil, or in the case of potting mix, which really doesn't have anything in it, it's almost sterile. A, a person or a gardener or a horticulturist a farmer, they have to supply what's missing. And depending on the crop, it's supplied in particular um, volumes and particular rates, the fertilizer and the water. So you can nurture a, a crop and it will grow beautifully, or you can you can partially nurture it and it will struggle. So I think about I think about that when 
when raising anything, whether you're raising children or raising a crop or elevating your your skills, you have to find out what the what something needs and then supply what's missing. What helps your spiritual life be have fertile soil for growth? What helps you? So I need worship, including songs and sermons and Bible readings, plus my Sunday school class, plus uh, putting my faith into action through service, and all of that keeps me grounded in my faith. So I guess analogous to what I do for a living, horticulture, this would be like, I guess, like watering with fertilizer to feed the plants. So I look forward to coming to church because that's my community and that's where I regroup and start all over again. Just like the sun rises every day, um, I take for granted that God is always there and reaching out to me. So he's ready for me, even though I might not be ready for him. So he's ready at all times. When I see roots that are growing in the dark soil, I know that things are happening all around me and they're they're just beyond my control. It's just remarkable to me that things are happening under the ground and I'm not even aware of it. God set all these things in motion, you know, million, million years ago. And for me, getting outside and getting away from all that noise and just, just sort of giving things up, um, letting, letting the wind blow between your ears, or I think I do my, my best connecting with God on my knees when I'm on the ground. Because when you dig in that soil and you see what's going on in there, the roots that are growing and the, the bugs that are crawling and the worms that are there, and you look even closer, like with a hand lens, oh, you can see the tiniest little things that people are just stepping on, just don't not even realizing all of the life that's going on all around. And that's what that's what God's doing. There's life all around. And so it gives you hope to feel the soil and to see those little things moving and living. Yep. And it's also it's also very hopeful for me that when I do put something in the ground and if I do take care of it properly, it will grow and I will be rewarded. My family will be rewarded. My neighbors will be rewarded when they walk by and see that my yard looks nice. Or if I'm giving a plant to someone, they feel good because they know that this is something living and changing. That is true. With your job, you see the results. Some things you never see and you see the growth right there. But you know, sometimes you don't see the results. Like, like trees, um, or even planting a landscape. A person who's designing and creating a landscape, they and, and installing it, if the homeowner is there and lives there for five years, they really never see that landscape come into fruition, not according to how that designer put it together. Or you know, older people, they'll plant a tree and know that they will never see it get to maturity 
they'll be gone before then. So you plant it for the next generation. And I think that's the beautiful part about, about growing plants and faith too, is it carries on and on and on and on. There is a steadiness and, uh, and a real confidence that that we have in God that it will continue regardless of of what people do to it. You know, that sounds like a legacy, and that God can work through whatever. And I think the word they often use is generativity, helping the next generation, and, and with when you won't be there to right. see it come to fruition. Well, I always think of the winter as I look out this window and the tree looks dead and when it's dormant, do you ever think about your spiritual life and the winter dormant trees and that there is something happening in those fallow times? All the time, all the time. I know what's going on because, well, because I'm trained to know what's going on. But right now it's middle of February. I have flowers blooming in my garden, not because there's, you know, climate change, but because those plants are are designed to to bloom in winter, and in fact, um, these the the flowers that I'm speaking of are hellebores or the Lenten rose, the Lenten rose. So yes, when I think of hellebores blooming in the the dark of late winter, that's the time when it's it's coming into into the Easter season. They're called Lenten roses and they're blooming right now in my yard. So definitely I always think of that connection. When Jesus said, consider the lilies, hmm. do you ever um, think of that? And do you does it make you ponder when you see the, the grandeur of the lilies or the flowers? So when he said, you know, think of the lilies of the field and how beautiful they are and, and uh, you'll have to finish the the passage for me <laughs> and even Solomon wasn't and with that kind of grandeur and yes. so I don't I don't know the passage but back in the day uh, Jesus didn't have thousands of varieties to choose from thousands of varieties and now we have taken that that mystery and combined a, a purple lily with a white lily and we come up with a a light pink lily or a magenta or a stripe or, you know, different shape. So yes, all people, breeders, plant breeders are driving towards these kind of different characteristics, but the mystery is still back within the seed and the people may or may not know what's going to come out at the end. So yeah, I, I definitely have confidence that um, that God has placed these organisms, the plants, the people, right down to the microbes, so that it so that they are living and changing and adapting. Saint Francis of Assisi was asked, "If you knew you were dying today." what would you do? And he said, I would continue to till my garden. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Or <laughs> do you feel you would continue? Is it a that kind of a love for gardening? It's funny, but when these advertisements come in our, in our mail or email and they say that they have a, a greenhouse or a, 
or a gardening program, boy, that's where I want to be. Because there is something about about digging in the dirt that is very humbling. And for somebody like me, who has a pretty high opinion of herself, uh, getting down on my knees and working in the dirt is is what I need to do to remind myself that that I am uh, a mere organism on this beautiful planet. And I've been placed here, not by somebody's, a person's design, but, but by the grace of God. Someone once said there were two people in her life and one was always keeping her on her toes and the other kept her feet on the ground. <laughs> so I think there's something important about being grounded and yes. Yeah, so. And and you know me, Jonah, I am not really grounded. <laughs> I have I am one of the first to jump without looking at where the bottom is. And so yes, uh when when I need to come down and and get connected, I am definitely outside. Definitely, whether it's the winter or the heat of summer, I am outside and making sure that I'm observing everything that I don't have control over and respecting that and loving that. Well, I so appreciate our time and your giving of what you do and how that connects to faith. And we just um, consider it a blessing to have listen to you and we hope to continue our gardening well thank you thank you so much i'm i'm humbled that you would ask me very humbled glad you were with us today and I hope you'll tune in again as we listen to one another.